Welcome into the Coffee with Christ podcast. <laughs> oh, it is Greg and Kelly Craywick with you today and hoping you are doing well. And I'm staring at my wife with her coffee. I'm still drinking my coffee. <laughs> I, I snatched her up as soon as she woke up this morning. I said, we've got to do a podcast today. And you wouldn't even tell me what it was about. I so. didn't. <laughs> I, did. <laughs> I didn't. This is, um, this is very spur of the moment. Kelly is not prepped at all. I have my laptop. I have my Bible. I have my phone. I'm ready to go. And I'm still drinking my first <laughs> cup of coffee. You're just looking at me like, okay, what are we doing here? So... <laughs> Um, you know, one of my favorite TV commercials, now I'm not a TV guy at all, uh, and you know this. Have you watched it in a while? It might be one no one remembers. <laughs> well, no, I think you'll remember this. Okay. I, I always thought that Geico made the funniest commercials. They're very creative. Yeah. Do you yeah. remember the one with the camel? <laughs> he said, oh. Mike, 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 do you know what day it is? You know, yeah, and, yeah. and it, they're like, no, what day is it? Hump day. You know, this was because, a long time ago. Yeah, because he was a camel and he yeah. had a hump. It was uh-huh. Wednesday hump day. Okay. All right. Now, Friday, last Friday, June uh-huh. 3rd, did you know what day it was then? No. It was National Donut Day. Oh, no. Yeah. I missed it. So did I. Oh, no. <laughs> I, well, I kind of knew it was, but, you know, because we were talking about it at work, but I didn't have a donut, so I'm very proud of myself. I'm disappointed. <laughs> I had donuts a week before, though, so yeah, but, I don't usually get donuts. But do you know what today is? Today is a day. like Sunday. Day. It is Sunday, <laughs> but it is also Pentecost Sunday. Oh. Yes. So today is a celebration okay. of when Jesus poured out his spirit yeah. on the day of Pentecost. That is awesome. It is. Yeah. Now I've done, I got up early today and I've done some research. So I've got okay. lots of material Okay. that I want to um, just throw out there for all of us to learn. Um, I went on the web to a website called Christianity.com. Very, okay. very good resource. Um, and I, I was doing some research on Pentecost and, and what it meant. And I, I mean, I had an understanding of, of what it was and what it is. Right. Um, but I, I wanted to kind of nail that it's down. It's always good to know more. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and just read. This is just a little bit here that I'll read. This is uh, from Christianity.com. It says, Pentecost was the celebration of the beginning of the early weeks of harvest. In Palestine, there were two harvests each year. The early harvest came during the months of May and June. The final harvest came in the fall. And Pentecost was the celebration of the beginning of the early wheat harvest, which meant that Pentecost always fell sometime during the middle of the month of May or sometimes in early June. There were several festivals, celebrations, or observances that took place before Pentecost. There was Passover. There was unleavened bread. There was the Feast of the Firstfruits. The Feast of the Firstfruits was the celebration of the beginning of the barley harvest, Here's the way you figured out the day of Pentecost. According to the Old Testament, you would go to the day of the celebration of the first fruits, and beginning with that day, you right. would count off 50 days. Okay. The 50th day would be the day of Pentecost. Mm-hmm. So, first fruits is the beginning of the barley harvest, and Pentecost, the celebration of the beginning of the wheat harvest. Since it was always 50 days after first fruits or the feast of first fruits, and since 50 days equals seven weeks, it came a week of weeks later, right? So that's a week of weeks is 
50 days. Okay. Something like that. All right. So therefore... I haven't had enough coffee. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> so therefore, they either called it the Feast of Harvest or the Feast of Weeks. So as I was thinking about this, in the time frame of when Jesus was crucified, mm-hmm. when he was resurrected, and then when he poured out his spirit on the disciples fits that 50 day time frame. Right. Right. So Jesus was crucified as our Passover lamb, right? That was Passover when that happened. Right. He was resurrected as the first fruits. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then he poured out a spirit at, at Pentecost. And I was thinking about this. Okay. Okay. How can I tie Pentecost in with the pouring out of the Holy Spirit? And I thought, okay, have you ever, no, we've never done this, planted a garden, Right, you plant a garden, you bury your seeds in the garden, right, and you have to wait for that stuff to grow. Well, when it grows and it's ready to be harvested, there's a celebration. You're like, man, look what happened. I, I mean, I these right. plants grew. I'm harvesting. I can enjoy it. Right now, they're blessing me. Right, and that's what Jesus has done. He, we're enjoying the benefits of what he's accomplished. He's he poured out his spirit. And I just thought, wow, that is really cool. just amazing. Yeah. yeah, and and I don't. It's, you know, the other crazy thing is how many people missed that? Well, you know, I think partly, I know I'm just a spoiled American because I don't, I'm, I wasn't, there's no farming in my family. Right. So I don't even, I don't, that's maybe why I don't connect so much the dots in some of the situations is because I've never been around. I mean, I remember growing up in Michigan. Okay. Fall meant apples oh yeah and that was like an awesome of the apples there's nothing like a fresh apple right from michigan right so i remember i remember Mm. that but but other things i don't really i guess i never really paid a lot of attention to because i wasn't i wasn't a farmer right not a farmer right but we appreciate them we do we do (laughs) no but i mean if you if you if that's why i mean everything is tied to agriculture agriculture because they had to do that to it used to be yeah you were you in your little place, you mm-hmm. took care of yourself. And so you grew and that's how you ate. And now it's just so big and commercialized. Right. I just go to the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> so if I, um, I'm going to flip a few pages ahead here and uh, just read a little bit of, out of Acts chapter two. Okay. I'm super excited about this Pentecost thing though. Uh, this is me being excited with a, a cup and a, a half a cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You have a two cup minimum. I do. Really? I, I am, um, I'm really stretching you thin this morning, I know, because I'm like... You're lucky I'm not being grouchy. You cannot leave the house without at least two cups of coffee. (laughs) Well, that was your rule, yeah. That was my rule, yeah. (laughs) Okay, sorry, enough about me. All right, says, uh, this is Acts chapter 2, starting in verse 1. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, aren't these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our own native language? Perinthians, Medes, and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phyra and Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, 
we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said they've had too much wine. This happens now. This, it does. Ha- I've, I wanted to bring that up. I really did. Right. Because, go ahead. Well, okay. And I'm going to just, the amount of people that were in the upper room when this happened was a small, a small number. Mm-hmm. Because I, I see that even now, people who are actually really willing to press in and chase after God and just really seek him. That's a small number. Right. That, you know, a lot of people want to be a part of the, of the, the move once the move is there, but the people that, that, that are praying through to, to start that, that's a small, you know, like, like the army. Do you know what I mean? Like God's army is, is not always huge. Well, and it goes back to that agricultural terminology we're using. Everybody gets to reap the benefits of the harvest. That's right. Those that don't want to plant yeah. and work towards that. Right. Want and it's to okay. Reap. And it's okay. But because because God says, you know, he will he will bless everyone. Right. But the blessing to the people who press through is so much bigger. Just the just the feeling inside the joy. Right. It, it's gotta be just I mean, they had to be so amazed. Right. So I mean if you're wondering today where do all the languages come from in the world? They come from God, right? You go back to the Tower of Babel. Right. That's when he, you know, broke everybody up and gave them all their own different tongues. And they all went together with what right. they recognized. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we see here in Acts 2, when the Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost and the tongues of fire. Right. And, and all these all these different uh, people groups were in uh, uh, Jerusalem, right? Because right. of a census or something that was, oh no, it was, it was Pentecost. Pentecost. Forgive me, yeah. Pentecost. It was the feast, yeah. And, but they were from different areas. They didn't speak the, the native the tongue, right. Right? right? So you need interpreters. Right. Like us going to Mexico or you know right. Greece or whatever, right. we would need an interpreter. But they had this service take place where all these people started speaking a language they didn't know how to speak, Mm -hmm. you know, that's what blew their mind. And I think today, I mean, yes, when you, when you're in a spirit filled church and the Holy Spirit's moving and people are speaking in tongues, that is something that occurs from the baptism of of the Holy Spirit. You're letting that out. Right. And, and it's powerful. It's amazing. It's great. But if there's any question of where that comes from. Right. It's in it's from God. It's from the Lord. And and I've got a scripture to back that up. Uh, this is John 20, starting verse 19. It says, on the evening of that day, uh, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. Now, he was, this was like his first appearance to... <laughs> <laughs> in a to the disciples, room, a man and he, appears. And he, he, he's dead, right? He, yeah. he, they buried him in that a tomb. Blow my, their minds. And he comes and stands among them and says, peace be with you. Yeah. <laughs> um, probably because they were very fearful of what they were looking at. Uh, and when he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. And then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. And Jesus said to them again, peace be with you. As the Father sent me, even so I am sending you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. Right. There is no question right there where it comes from. Right. It comes from the Lord Jesus. Right. And he is... What amazing time that I'm telling you, (laughs) it's so powerful. Yeah. He's alive today. Yeah. I mean, he's alive. That's that's the whole, you know, there are three baptisms. Mm-hmm. There's the baptism of salvation, 
right? Then there's the immersion into water. Mm -hmm. And then there's the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And some people today, you may be listening to this, and and if you haven't been baptized, per se, in the Holy Spirit, that doesn't mean you're not saved. Right. That just means there's more. Right. I, I was so blessed uh, a few weeks ago when a young man came up to me and said he wanted to be baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Now, that's nothing I can give him. Right. All I do is pray for him. Is pray for him and just ask Jesus, because he's alive, right. to to baptize and fill this young man or whoever mm-hmm. with the Holy Spirit. And you know what? He did it. Right. Right then and there. Mm-hmm. And that can be yours today. Yeah. All you have to do is ask and, and be open to receive it. Well, like a child. Exactly. Yeah. Because exactly. I think we can overthink it and right. then it become, because it's, it's like learning a new language. It, syllables are all you right. get at first. See, and- the, the power of the Holy Spirit is going to be what's going to carry the church through the end times in, in, right. into this because we're being tested. Right. Things are getting hard. Yeah. And you've got to have that supernatural strength to make it or right. you'll fall away. Right. And I believe there's something. To press through. Right. right. I believe there's something uh, that's getting ready to happen in the church of Jesus Christ. We're hearing it from many other believers, like the, the, the lady we ran into yesterday at Costco. Right. We were just talking with her and she said, man, I know, I just feel it in my spirit. She's so excited, yeah. God is going to do something. And how many times have we heard that from other believers? Well, I say... Well, he is doing things. I think the thing is we don't... He's doing it in so many different little places. And that's what I've been reading about is is like through the journey of Paul and everything, just um, learning to look through spiritual eyes and Mm -hmm. not look at the, the natural. Right. Because spiritually, you can see there's a battle and you can see you and you know who's going to win and you see God he's moving he is right you know and and str- he wants us to trust him we have to be totally dependent on him exactly and so he's going to bring us to that point where we can't figure it out we don't have any answers you know but we know you know right. we just know we feel right. because that's what the holy spirit does so you may be asking the question well what what is god going to do he's going to save people right that's we right. should that's be living in a in a right. daily Right. state of Pentecost, right. of harvest, right. of celebration of what Jesus did, yeah. but of telling others and, and him harvesting the lost souls. Right. And one thing I'm going to say as I get older, um, what I realize, and like I told you yesterday, is that this is not the end. Like I look at my life and I think this is not the end. This is not where I'm going to be forever. You know, I know that it doesn't mm-hmm. matter if I die here. I'm not going to be here forever. This isn't, my home is heaven, you know? And as you get older, you realize life is short. What you're doing right now is what matters yep. because that's all you have Absolutely. at any moment. And what is God doing? God is bringing his people to him, whether that means you die and you go to heaven to be with him sure, or whether that means that you, you rejoice in what he's doing now, mm-hmm. you know, you continually are with him right. and that's the goal is to be with him. It doesn't mean that, you're going to be res- it doesn't mean you're going to live until the rapture or, or you're even going to see the rapture you know what i mean like we just have to stay in this moment what is god doing in this moment right we're seeing people saved right you know god's filling us with the holy spirit amen well i'll close with this uh this is in john 14 this is when jesus is uh, before he had been crucified he's he's um teaching and telling his disciples about things to come mm-hmm. uh 
This is uh, starting uh, John 14, starting verse 25. He says, all this I have spoken while I am still with you. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. You heard me say I am going away and I am coming back to you. If you love me, you would be glad that I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. And I have told you now before it happens, so that when it does happen, you will believe. I will not say much more to you, for the Prince of this world is coming. He has no hold over me, but he comes so that the world may learn that I love the Father and do exactly what my Father has commanded me. And then he says, come now, let us leave. So he's promising them that the Holy Spirit is coming. And that right there, in that verse, that is a stumbling block to a lot of Jewish people because Jesus says that the Father is greater than I. Right. Right. Because Because, he was in human form and he was on. Yes. And I thought about this for just a second. Now, he claimed to be one with the Father, right? That's why they they crucified him. How confusing. Right. So let me just clear this up. I was thinking about this this morning. My son, Aaron, and right. I, we're right. one, right? We're flesh, we're, right, right we right. are. But I am greater than him right? because he's my son. And Jesus always referred to God as his father. father. Right. Right. My goodness gracious. Wow. But, the, but he also said that the father has given him everything. Right. And he's the Lord of all. Whew. Yep. Wow, I'm gonna. That's I, good. Are you ready to run? I'm and telling dance you what, man. Worship. <laughs> I mean, salvation is free. It is. I don't know why anybody wouldn't want that. I don't eat well because. I think I okay. think I think people think they don't have to give things up. Yeah, that's where it comes from. Oh gosh, but you gain everything. Yeah, hard to explain. Here's the thing, though: if that's your stumbling block today, and what's preventing you from giving your life to Jesus, I'm gonna tell you right now. When you give your life to the Lord and he asks you to give something up, you're going to want to. Right. He proves. You're going to want to do it. Right. It's not going to be that big of a deal to let some things fly off. Right. You know, and uh, he adds to you. He does. Uh, So people are so afraid of the takeaway. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. Anyway. Well, well, because it's so great. What you have is so great. Oh, yeah, sure it is. <laughs> yeah, today. <laughs> yeah, pay, payments and things falling apart <laughs> yeah. all the time, right? Well, yeah, well, even if it's paid for, they still fall apart. So I'm there you go. telling you, yeah. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening to the Coffee with Christ podcast. What a w- great way to wake up this morning. <laughs> <laughs> it is. And I think you must be ready for a... I'm, on, I'm ready for cup two. Cup number two. <laughs> all right, we'll talk to you all later.